Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That is not my real name. It's my pen name here at LOL Sober. I decided to do something a little different today. This is this is a story. It's not about how to get sober or how to stay sober. It's it's a story about why it's worth it to get sober and stay sober. And I've written a few times recently about how for the past few months my 16-year-old daughter has been learning to drive, and I've done most of the driving with her, and we've had significant ups and downs. <laughs> uh, as I've said before, if you want to talk about powerlessness and realizing your place in the world and the importance of praying to something bigger than yourself, my recommendation would be to hop in the passenger seat alongside somebody who's been driving for like 45 minutes in their entire life. So... <laughs> You realize real quick, you are one wrong pedal push away from saying farewell to Earth. <laughs> that might sound uh, like a specific thing to that specific situation. But driving with her really helped me realize my place in the world. You know, like, it's scary, but what control do I really have over anything? Maybe I'm driving instead of my daughter, and maybe I'm the best driver in the world. And somebody could still barrel through an intersection and hit my car anyway, you know? It really does sound depressing, but I, I always end up benefiting a lot from those moments when you stop trying to control everything, and you do what you can, and you let the rest go. You know, we're responsible for the effort, not the outcome. When it comes to driving specifically, what, what else can you do? <laughs> when you're out there, other than to drive carefully, follow the rules, and hope for the best. You know, that means I control what, maybe 5% every time I hop in the car and drive to the grocery store? Whew, it's pretty daunting, but also pretty relieving, to be honest. So, back to my daughter driving. I was, I was excited at first to drive with her. It felt like a real good opportunity to spend time together and to help her achieve a goal of hers. And But oof, man, it was 40 hours of driving, and that may not sound like too much, but it became very difficult for this self-centered person to have a long work day and then drive kids around to activities till 8 p.m. and then get to a meeting and then at the end of the day, hop in the car with my 16-year-old at 9 o'clock at night and drive for 90 minutes up and down the same streets of my town over and over again. Um, that was the thing that was brutal. It's, it's not like you can take a new driver and be like, hey, you know what, let's, let's go to Boston and burn off five hours of driving on Saturday. Like, you have to build up slowly how to navigate neighborhoods and back roads and parking lots and that takes a while and we must have spent I don't know two hours just back in in and out of our driveway you know parking on the street in front of our house and then making k turns right out front of our house and it got so monotonous and I just wanted to go inside and watch the NBA finals instead <laughs> but we stuck with it and we chipped away and chipped away and it reminded me reminded me so much of early recovery because I remember when I had like four days clean and sober, you know, I wanted 30 days. And when I had 30 days, I wanted 90 days. And when I had four days, 
I had to get to five days first, and then I had to get from five to six, and six to seven, and so on, you know? It was the same with driving. It was one hour blocked out at a time. Uh, we also had some sadness along the way. Um, one night we were driving, and out of nowhere, three baby raccoons came barreling out onto the road, and my daughter had no chance to avoid them, and she, she hit them. It was devastating. Um, she was she started crying, and I teared up a little bit too. And she asked me if I thought any of them died, and I immediately said, "Oh no no no! I think I think they're fine. One one might have just bounced off the off the side of the car a little bit." And the raccoons were not fine, sadly, and <laughs> I think she knew that. I felt a little guilty telling the little white lie there to try to make her feel better. It didn't work anyway. We both cried for a while and as we kept driving we had a good conversation about when you're on the road you know you do the best you can and you're careful about animals and it was a terrible moment for sure but my daughter was I mean she was probably gonna hit an animal in her car at some point you know I think it happens to almost everybody right and I figure you know if it was gonna happen I was glad to be sitting there beside her to help her work through it and we did that all right, let me let me get to the end. There's a point to this rambling story, I swear. <laughs> so we got to the 40 hours recently, um, and that's what you have to get to to take the Connecticut driver's test. So on Friday afternoon, we drove up to the DMV, and she pulled into a parking spot, and we went inside and checked in, and they called her name, and she walked out the door with a, with a guy in a uniform, uh, <laughs> to take her driver's test. And I gotta tell you, I had some serious feels, man. All the feels <laughs> we talked about. We talked about how she was responsible for the effort, not the outcome beforehand. So she, if she put in the work and she didn't pass, I told her, you know, oh, well, we'll come back. We'll try again soon. And, but as she walked away, it was, it was one of those moments with your kids where you're both, incredibly happy and incredibly sad at the same time. I felt some sadness just because it was one of those moments where you see in a very obvious, blatant way that your kids growing up, they don't they they don't need you the same way they used to. And they need you a little less every day. Um I mean she might have been going off for ten minutes and coming back with the Ability to get in a car and drive away by herself. Holy shit. But the, so the happy part, you know, I, I was happy. I was there for the ride. Literally, I was there for 40 hours of bumpy car rides full of missed turn signals and <laughs> bad park jobs. I was there with her, you know, and ultimately my goal as a parent is to give my kids a good life and try to fill their heads with good morals and decision-making skills. And then I got to wave, <laughs> wave out the front window as they go out into the world to live their lives. And that's all stuff I learned in sobriety. And that very much includes living in the present, not the past, not the future, in the present. And even if it's at a DMV. <laughs> so I did, I did not last long sitting inside the DMV. I stood outside and I walked up and down in front of the building over and over again. And finally I saw her car coming down the street and she turned in the lot. 
pulled around to the side and I walked over toward her car and the guy got out and he started walking back into the DMV and my daughter she kind of veered off and started walking toward me and I could not read her face she had such a good poker face I I was like I couldn't tell if she was about to cry in joy or cry in sadness or both or what and then when she got near me she quietly said to me I got almost a perfect score and I let out a yell I almost yelled fuck yeah because I was so proud of her but I did not that would be bad not very spiritual uh, would have kind of ruined the moment um, there was some ego involved for sure because she obviously could not have gotten her driver's license without an incredible instructor such as myself but I was I was mostly just happy for her she set her mind to something and she went and she did it she needed some help but she freaking did it and later that night she asked me if she could meet a friend at the movies and so around seven o'clock I watched her back got back out of the driveway and um, it was incredible and she said she'd be home around 10 after 10 and then it was 10 12 and 10 15 and 10 25 and I started to get a little bit worried and so at 10.28, I put on my shoes, and I grabbed my car keys, and I stood sort of looking out the window. I was ready to, I I have no freaking idea what I was going to do, just drive around, look for her car, I don't know. But at, at 10.29 p.m., I saw her car lights turning into the driveway, and she was home. And I ran over, and I took my shoes off, and I hung up my car keys, and I acted like I knew, knew she had it under control the whole time, even though I was panicking. And so the point of this entire story is that the benefits of sobriety don't show up in obvious ways every single day. They're there, of course. I just don't always pay attention to them. And then a big moment comes along and reiterates that it is so worth it. Thanks for letting me share.